Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. Immediately, Jenny, I've noticed I've got the wrong screen on, which is, honestly, I was saying to you earlier, I played football last night. Um, it was a pretty intense game and it's just absolutely broken me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, screen's fixed. The screen's fixed. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, good to be here. It feels like it's been a while, but I guess we did speak last week, but it feels like so much has happened because we obviously had... An eventful game week and we were in the middle of an international break back then where things were just a little bit slower but now we've had fixture announcements we're mm. still in the current game week there is so this i know it's like cliche to say it but when we talk about the business end of the season it is always after that last international break and now we are really in that final stretch and it is the business end of the season and i'm excited by that and it was a weird it's been a weird week so far i mean chelsea getting absolutely thrashed oh, by God. by brentford newcastle getting thrashed by spurs when we thought you know they kind of give them a bit of a game you know it was it's it's, it's been another weird week and then and we've got europe coming we've got the, the champions league we've got the fa cup to come it's the business end but it's also it's a tricky tricky end as we're going to see when we're going to look at your team and look at the fixtures um and everything like that cuz yeah. this is where planning really kind of comes in do you, do you like this period of the season are you a, you a fan of, of the kind of the last few weeks i really am i love the last few weeks and i love the final day i'm like as you get closer to that game week 38 not just for footballing reasons because it's like who's going to go down who's going to get top mm. four but fpl on the final day with 10 fixtures at the same time is absolutely it's the only time it happens in years gone by, we've had deadlines an hour before where you get a bit of team news like game week 38 mm. and there's so many rumours and you don't know what to well, believe. Last and year, Trent and, and, was it Salah. Trent and Salah both yeah. both out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this year, they put a deadline. I don't know if they're going to change it, but the I know it's been an hour and a half before, which did we expect it to be on game week 38. But currently on the FPL website, it's two and a half hours before. And I don't know if that's their something they mm. need to change but i don't know if they've looked at it and gone Do you know what, game week 38 we're going to put the deadline even further ahead because of those leagues i don't know that is interesting because i mean even th there's been there's been leaks um you know like this week who, who was it this week it, oh it was trent wasn't it liverpool we, yeah we, yeah we got the news about trent sort of being on the bench you know even with that kind of extended deadline so yeah. it hasn't completely kind of solved <laughs> Uh, the problem but I yeah. mean how, how far back do they put it probably about three four five hours before it's, it's currently 2.5 hours before which would hours. I think mm. which would stop any leaks but I don't know yeah yeah um hi to everyone in the chat uh, lots of people asking about chips which is the name of uh, this podcast I mean if you're looking for advice from Janny about when to use your chips uh you're probably not the right person to ask because you're having a bit <laughs> of a you're having a bit of a uh think about it aren't you um, what's your current uh. thoughts 
I have got two free hits yep. and that's it. Um, but it seems like a, I would much rather have a free hit and a bench boost like those two, sort of, you know, 36, 37 or 37, 36. Um, the two free hits, I am definitely using what, look, if I could, I'd use them in 36 and 37. I can't, you can't use them back to back. So it will be one of them in probably 36, possibly 37. And then the other one is between 33 and 38. So do I go for the 33 doubles or do I go final game week of the season? Now, if I go final game week of the season, which I do like game week 38, I have to then go 36. I can't go 37. But if I did that as I could sort of dead end my team to 37, which means I'm almost dead ending to 35, 37, bringing in players that have good 35 and 37 fixtures. So it would almost feel like in a weird way, three hits in a row to finish the mm. season, which could be pretty <laughs> cool. Um, but look, I guess the obvious one would be to identify game week 33 because there are some nice doubles in there. But at the same time, my team looks so good already for 33 because I've got Liverpool and Spurs players with really nice single fixtures. And I don't want to be dropping, even my City guys, like I've got Cancelo. I don't really want to be dropping those guys. So I don't think a free hit in 33 is going to look too different to my current team. So probably won't actually make a call on it until next week. It's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, we've got on, on the screen is, is a kind of a, a yet another fixture um, uh, ticker, which this is, this is one that Lynn and I have been have been working on. Uh, oh, Lynn's, a, Lynn's a designer, so she she uh, she's seen them all and wanted to kind of put her own one out there and I've been kind of helping with some of the Excel stuff. Um, but you can see 36 and 37, these are the kind of the doubles that kind of dropped in. And to me, the big question about when to use a free hit is what happens with that City game? Right? Yeah, because City, you're either going to have a double in 36 or 37, um, depending on the FA Cup. You'd think they're going to be in the final, so you'd think it's it's going to be in 37, unless there's a unless there's a shock. Uh, so that would be given West Ham and Wolves away. I haven't got any City players in my team at the moment. You've just got Cancelo. That's going to be the real kind of last couple of weeks. You've got to think it's still going to be close between City and Liverpool. You've got to think City are going to are going to win that. Um, and then, you know, you've got other decent game weeks in that week as well. You've got potentially Palace with Villa and Everton, again, depending on, on what happens with, yeah. with Palace in the Cup. Um, Leicester, you've got Watford um, in there and, and Chelsea. Villa, two Villa, home games. Villa could have a nice double there, yeah. yeah that could be a bit differential. Exactly. There, there's, there's some teams in there which I don't think there's going to be a lot of investment in that mm -hmm. I think that the free hit could be really nice if things fall into place. It's all done. It, this is the thing. It's, it's all on Man City, though. It is. This Man City aren't in 37. You look at some of those teams you've just mentioned as, and whilst they've got nice doubles, that would mean dropping a huge amount of premium players from your big three or big four teams. But if City are in there, it's kind of you cover those premiums with your City players. We're not going to know about that City double until when? When do, Until after the semi-final. So when will that be? What game week will that be? Will that be 33? So we won't know until after 33, 33 yeah. which is a shame because I need to know before 33 because it affects mm. whether I free hit in 33 or not. Yeah, well, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to know that. So it's just, do I think Man City beat Liverpool in the FA Cup semi is kind of what it comes down to, to if we think that double goes in. But it's also dependent on West Ham versus Leon because mm. I think if West Ham are going to qualify, then I think that, again, puts it in 37, I think. I need to double check that, but... Yeah, if 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 West Ham qualified and that Man City game gets moved and then th that double doesn't happen anyway, it's, there's there's so much that that can kind of happen. I mean, 36 is the kind of easier looking one to kind of plan around. If you've got one left and you're thinking about 33 or 36, because we know Leicester have got a good double against Everton and Norwich. Yeah. Uh, we know like teams like Chelsea have got Wolves and Leeds. You know, you've got Villa with a double, Burnley and Liverpool. 
Um, and you've got Liverpool with the double as well. So you can you could take a punt on, on someone like Diaz or Jota, depending on who you think is going to start. So that's the kind of the safer option, right, in 36. But I think 37 yeah. could be, if City do get dropped in there, I still think that's probably where I would look to to use it. Um, but what are you thinking about 33 then? Are you thinking, are you thinking, could last, last time you were saying no to 33? Last right. time I was saying no, and that's because I thought we were going to get a couple of doubles in 34-35. And when we got the fixture announcement in the week, I was actually really disappointed that everything got put in 36-37. Mm. I was hoping, as per some of the predictors out there, that we might get some in 34-35 and I could double in one of the smaller doubles, uh, free hit in 34-35. I'm probably ruling 34 out now, unless Chelsea do get a double in there, which again, again is unlikely. Um so that makes me want to consider free hit 33 a little bit more. Um, I never loved 33 and I still don't. And again, it's a little bit like, um, like I mentioned previously about some of those single game weakers, premium players that we own, the Spurs players, the Liverpool players, even possibly your Chelsea or Man City. You want them in that game week 33 because they've got nice fixtures. So yeah, sure, I'd go after United. But I'm not sold by them. I again, I want to see them play Everton this weekend. If United go and score four, five goals against Everton, it's like okay, this is the United team now that we can maybe trust against Norwich at home, mm. and they'll go and score five against Norwich, and you can go big on them. But unless we see a bit of a bit of form, I'm not sold on it. And look, outside of United, we're talking about free hitting for Newcastle players, for Leicester players, which won't play in both games. It's a little bit meh. Like I'm not sold by Leicester, certainly because of the fixtures and I'm not sold by Newcastle or Burnley. So I look at it and go, if it's not there for United and Arsenal players, we've got anyway. Right. So mm, I don't know. I might, if I don't free here, I will still bring in a United midfielder. I could go Havertz to Sancho for one week and then mm. go Sancho to Foden out of that. And then in game week 34, I've got a city mid, um, which is something I want to do. So that's kind of my loose plan is to probably roll my transfer this week. It does mean if I do free hit in 33, I lose that free transfer. But then if I don't free hit, I've got two free transfers where I can still cover United and maybe Leicester or Burnley, uh, Schmeichel or Pope or Burnley defender would be the second transfer. So Sancho Burnley plus one of them. Transfer, Jenny. Wow. I oh, know. Now I could make one of those moves this week. I could go. Well, if I'm going to go Schmeichel or Burnley defender, just do it this week. But I don't love it this week because I quite want to play Ramsdale against Brighton. So I'm just, and it would be a goalkeeper transfer. So again, I might just have to burn it, and then I can still be fluid, which seems to be the fashionable mm. word of choice at the moment. Uh, down. Down to the, I think the, the the wire guys and scout contributors. I keep seeing the word fluid absolutely everywhere, and it's freaking me out a bit. <laughs> yeah, now you keep saying it. I don't like it. It's, <laughs> like, it's like moist, isn't it? And we hear yeah. moist to kind of recap it. Um, Stephen Doherty wants to know uh, if you had a wild card when you'd think you'd you'd use it. Looking Ooh. at the schedule. 34 all day long. Absolutely. And, I, and I would bring in a couple of United players to dead end my team in 33, knowing you can go 34, really nice stretch. I'm a bit jealous of those that still have one, to be fair, because all the drafts I've seen of those on 34 wildcards, they look amazing. Yeah, and I think you could even take take the risk of, of selling your City, selling your Liverpool players, potentially. Yeah. Okay, maybe not City, because City have got a decent game in the You could sell your Liverpool, Liverpool, though. Yeah. yeah, like Salah, for example. Is like Salah, I would expect Salah to be outscored by quite a few players over the next two two games, given there's doubles in 33, you know, like, like the United boys, they've got City in 32. Um, I think you had to use that wildcard in 31, or in 34. I don't think you can yeah. use it now or, or going into 33. Um, yeah. You've missed, your, missed, missed the boat to use it early. So I would use it um, 
a bit later on. Um, right, yeah. that's good strategic thinking from us for a change. Very nice. Uh, let's have a look at uh, your points. Let's have a look at your game week 31 so far. So you're currently on 47 points. Which is decent. I've seen some horror scores out there. Jules, yeah, for oh, example. Jules. Yeah, oh, she was no. on 20, 20 something. Oh, she had a bit of bit of every every bit of bad luck imaginable. Tini missing out. Mope missed penalty. Yeah, everything. Um, okay, yeah. got Ramsdale goal. Uh, Cancelo, Reese James with a big fat zero. Uh, but Dotty coming in fourteen. Uh, Salah captain disappointing with six. Havertz disappointing. Thought that was going to be. I nearly moved heaven and earth to bring him in, but. Yeah, crazy result for Chelsea. Uh, Saka 2, Rafina. Rafina! Getting you some points. Finally. The Finally. points dodger himself. <laughs> uh, with five. Uh, Kulisev- he nearly had them taken away, didn't he? FPL yeah. weren't too sure. Uh, Kulisevsky with six. And then Kane with one of the performances of the season, I thought, but only four points for him. Um, and then Veghorst to play. Happy with that? Yes, I am happy because a green is a green, a very small one at that. Um, and I, Vekor should increase that tonight, hopefully. You next I, I do feel, yeah, I do feel, I do feel a little bit unlucky with Havertz because he, he had a goal, look, the goal disallowed, he wasn't offside, he was way onside. Um, so he wouldn't have been ruled out. It was ruled out for handball and probably rightly so. But again, it was one of those you've seen him given. It was more just the point that it would have been a Havertz goal and a Reese James assist. Hmm. And it's not very often you have that combo. And look, we sometimes have it with our Liverpool players for when we had Jota and Salah. We sometimes have it if you have Kulusevski and Kane or Son. But when you have a double return in one movement like that and it's, and both your players are lowly owned and look, Reese James and Havertz are both fairly differential in the top 10k mm. that would have been a massive massive win for me so and then bonus points as well on that probably so i was really disappointed and then about five minutes later Havertz went, went like almost it was like a one-on-one and it just goes wide of the post and i was like oh my god this could have been a 15 pointer but look every manager every week will complain that they could have had x from their player so i don't want to moan about that and look, Havertz has, has sought me out salah captain i didn't care about because everyone has it when salah blanks it really doesn't matter anymore which is so boring um and yeah and Kane I'm with you as like performance of the season absolutely smashed it but I had a bet on him to hit the target in each half and I thought it was an absolute nailed bet I don't think he even had a shot on target in the end I lost the bet um he was playing very very deep but so deep wasn't he but was... then you still expect him to shoot get a few shots yeah. in and he didn't yeah, he was. He, he he has those kind of games every now and then, doesn't he? Where he's just completely happy to play, almost as almost as a DM and and just pink. Yeah. But I mean, his range of passing is just like ludicrous. Like how I've, I, there's no forward that can that can yeah. ping the ball like he can. And yeah, I mean, you know, other than De Bruyne, it's hard to think of a better passer in the league than than him. Um, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, just going back to Chelsea though. I mean, what happened though with with Chelsea? <sighs> Like Rudiger scores that like <laughs> wonder goal, goes absolutely crazy, hugging Tuchel, you know, roaring like mad, and then they just completely fall apart. What I, I, I was, sh- I was completely shocked by by that. Chelsea haven't scored a goal that far out for something like ten years. Like it was like four, 39 yards, I think it was, um, and he had six shots in that game. I think it was like Rudiger. She was on that though. Oh yeah, yeah. not point not one. So I think someone commented saying it should have been an extra naught <laughs> um, before yeah. the one. Um, 
But yeah, it was a mental game. At no point in that football match, as did Chelsea have a higher XG than Brentford. Like when you're at home to Brentford, at no point in the game was our XG higher than theirs. That shows that we weren't unlucky. They were dominated that football match and Chelsea were absolutely poor. And Tuchel said after the game, spoke up Havertz again, which is great to see from an FPL point of view. He called him like his warrior or something. The only player he was happy with from wow. that entire game was yeah. Havertz and again like if, if if you're sitting on the fence on Chelsea players he is the one and the only one probably and then Reese James came on and went to left back and it's like you're taking Alonso off and putting Reese James for half an hour on at left back it's like we needed his right foot from the right it was some weird managerial choices the back four isn't working at all and tonight against Real Madrid we're recording this on Wednesday I guarantee Chelsea go back to a five and I can't see us playing a four anytime soon because our centre-backs can't play in a two Thiago Silva Rudiger as Pelicueta when he plays these guys are brilliant defenders in the back three yeah a bit like David Luiz was a bit like Eric Dyer is at Spurs but you put them in a two even Harry Maguire for England you put them in a two and it's a different ball game and they're not built for it. Um, and Ivan Tony ran the show and Bomo was great. Ericsson was brilliant. Yeah, Chelsea were absolutely pants. Um, but I do think <laughs> it'll be a bit like that result against West Brom a year or two ago when we 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 got hammered by West Brom away, I think it was. And it was just one of those freak results. And Chelsea can have them in defeat. But I still think we'll be very tight, keep lots of clean sheets, and win a lot of games. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a big couple of weeks for for Chelsea. I mean, you've got Southampton away next, lose that, and Southampton aren't pushovers. You know, you yeah. don't know what they're a bit like Chelsea. You don't really know which team's gonna gonna come yeah. show up. If a good Southampton team show up and a bad Chelsea team show up, there could be a shock result there. And then it's thinking, God, is that is that spot? You know, third spot that looks so secure. It's suddenly, I mean, Arsenal losing was obviously a. a uh, you know a big thing but there's there's kind of teams you know you've got Spurs Arsenal maybe even United if they can pick up a couple of wins sort of nibbling a little bit then it's the, oh. then it's then they've got the um, Champions League well they've got Champions League tonight so Champions League then Southampton then the FA Cup and then it's Arsenal at home yeah. you think these four games it, it if, if they lose all these four games obviously if any team loses four games in a row it's going to be a disaster but that's it right that, that is that's a bad season then for for Chelsea lots yeah, to play for absolutely like if Chelsea get knocked out to Real Madrid and then struggle versus Palace it will be an absolute shock I mean if we get to the FA Cup final and get top four you'd probably say it's an alright season but we've got to get to a final whether it's Champions League or FA mm. Cup we've got to get to a final Um so yeah it's not been great I, th- I, th- I think they'll be okay against Palace they should be because Palace won't be able to play Gallagher who is so key in their system Um but look the Real Madrid fixes harsh, won't be easy isn't it I know, so harsh, but it's fair <laughs> enough. I mean, you you literally own the guy, um, but then he can play in the Champions League against yeah. against because it happened to Courtois, didn't it? He yeah, playing, he was playing against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, it's happened a few times in the Champions League. I remember Morientes for Monaco knocking Real Madrid out, and Real yeah. Madrid owned him. <laughs> Coutinho um, against Barcelona for Bayern. Remember that? Yeah, Came off the bench, put it's an really- absolute worldly performance. <laughs> It is, it is odd. It is very odd. I think you can in their con- in their loan contracts. You can probably write in if we face you in Europe, you're not allowed to play. It's just most most really? of them don't yeah. go down that route. They just ignore that. And in the Prem, they obviously all put that in. I think the Prem's won a cup tournament. I think it's very harsh that Gallagher can't play in a semi final. That he's helped Palace too. You know, and I, if it was, I feel if it was like the final, like he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to play in the final just because Chelsea happened to get there as well. It does, I don't know. It seems. I'm sure I might be wrong. I'm sure a few years ago, Chelsea had someone out on loan and we let them play. And it was written in that they can't play. It was then like an FA Cup tie. And 
we actually let the kid play. It might have been someone like an amp do when they were at Sheffield United. And it was like, we're going to beat them anyway. They had injury problems. Let's let the kid play. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure so that happened so to Chelsea. So it's, it's almost like discretionary then. I think so, yeah. There's no, well, there's no way you're letting Gallagher play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No brain. That. He'll, he'll be in the Chelsea team next season. He's so good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of Chelsea. What I would say for FPL, if you're looking at Chelsea assets, I would probably hold a couple of weeks. Get knocked out to Real Madrid and then you might want to bring them in for that, for that mm. run in. But from someone that bought Reese James in last week, I did that knowing the risks. I probably wouldn't be buying Reese James this week. I probably wouldn't go there now. But um, but last week it felt like he could go and get 15, 20 points against Brentford, so it was almost worth the risk. It's my it's my favourite run, I, I think, from, from game week 35. I think it's my favourite run for, for Chelsea. You know, Everton, uh, and then two doubles potentially in a row, <laughs> uh, and then Watford at home on the final day of the season. Like it doesn't nice. it doesn't get much better than that. So purely from an FPL point, well, I say purely, I'm also not a massive fan of Chelsea anyway, but. I would like to see them get knocked out of some competitions just, just to make this run, you know, better. And then I can I can invest in their players a bit more happily. Although so having said that, I haven't got James, I haven't got Havertz, I haven't really got easy ways to bring them in. So maybe it's better if if they stay in and, <laughs> and no one else there. goes there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a funny one. Like if they get knocked out, we could see a place where they're playing. They get a few weeks where they play only once a week. Mm. The performance levels change completely, and we're seeing that with Spurs. Like yeah. Spurs are not in Europe. For the first time since forever, they're not playing Thursday night Channel 5 football. And look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane gets to play one game a week and he's not carrying all these knocks and he absolutely delivers. And you just and Arsenal the same. They're not in Europe and look how good they've been till recently. United should be doing the same. They're not. Um, but don't underestimate the fact you're playing once a week. And I love that in FPL. Premium players that play once a week at the end of the season, I've always wanted to target. And that's why yeah. we all have triple Spurs. Well, look, I mean, look at Spurs' run. I mean, talk about good runs for Chelsea. I mean, Spurs have got Villa, Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, and then a double, Liverpool and Arsenal. Okay, it's not the best two games, but it's still a double. Yeah. And then they steal for season with Burnley and Norwich. <laughs> I mean, you know, I remember we did the video a few weeks ago talking about you know, you 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 put um, Spurs in the top four. I, I had Arsenal, but you you yeah. you backed them to have an unbeaten April, right? Yeah. Or, or win? No, I think you even said win every game. I said win April. all but one and get top four by one point. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> they're allowed so, to lose one game, and I think it was against Liverpool. I put down that's their right. Wins. Yeah, but their their April fixtures are Villa, Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, and I and I saw that you put a win for all of those games, and I was like, oh, they're not going to win all those games. But I look <laughs> at them now. I think. It's possible. It's probably Brentford that's the that's the banana skin in that now. Yeah. Seeing now what they've done against Chelsea, yeah, very interesting. I mean, Doherty, what did you, what did you make of Doherty? Because you know, obviously, Regulon was out. He switched it over to to left wing back. I I've seen quite a few people benching him. Lots of wild carders didn't go with him on the wild card. Hmm. Kind of maybe thought his time was over, but looking a good option, right? Yeah, like first choice right back without doubt, but definitely in a top two fullbacks at the club. So mm. if he has to play left back, he plays left back. And do you know what? I like him slightly more at left back. And that's <laughs> that's it's weird because obviously you'd rather see him deliver on his right. But there is a little bit of theory to this. When he plays left wing back, he's got Ben Davies behind him, who um, who's pretty solid, like covers pretty well. Uh, Doherty runs on. Romero plays a little bit more advanced and because of that, eats into a little bit of that space. So actually, like, that's why 
in the last few months, we've always looked at the Spurs left wing back and gone, they're getting more chances than the Spurs right wing back. Why is mm. Regulon more attacking than Emerson Royale? Seems to be that they do better down their left-hand side. Now, that could be because of the centre-backs. Could be because of Son's positioning as well. It could be because Kulazewski on the right stays wide while Son drifts in and that means the left-sided wing back is slightly more attacking. But yeah, Doherty on the left, as we saw at the weekend, super attacking and 4.7 like I know he's not getting clean sheets but he will he'll get a few even if he doesn't he's getting bonus and he's getting attacking returns what what a, what a turnaround for him I mean how <laughs> you know there's there's Jacob Griffin in the chat saying Doherty is essential for the rest of the season with those yeah. fixtures would you ever have thought in a million years we'd be saying that Matt Doherty this season would be essential in our FPL team oh, it is and Conte remarkable. loves wing backs Conte likes mm. quality and I and guarantee he is, the, he is. him he's, and Alonso to me they are like the wing backs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want attacking positions in your yeah. wing backs, there. But I guarantee next season in the summer, Conte's shopping list for transfers, top of the list will be two new wing backs. Whilst they've been good, they've been good because the system's good. They they're not standout players. You no. know, Doherty is every every inch the Wolves player still. He is not a top four player, and Conte knows it. But for the time being. He's very close, as Lee Skip says, to essential, or as Jacob says, Hakimi coming in maybe if they get a top four. Yeah, yeah, imagine. <laughs> uh, right, team. Let's see. Look at team for game week thirty-two. Uh, so you've got Ramsdale in goal. Uh, you've got Cancelo, James, and Doherty playing. Salah, Havertz, Saka, Rafinha, Kulusevski, Veghorst, and Kane. So you've got a sea of blue, except for obviously the clash between Salah and Cancelo in that massive game. Your bench, though, Foster, Ooh. Broya, Amity, fine. Trent on there. I have. What's going on? I am. I'm pretty set in my ways on the defenders over Trent. There's no way I would go Trent over Cancelo, James, or Doxy. I don't think. Why I'm wouldn't pretty... you go Trent over ja- over Cancelo though? Cancelo's at home. Cancelo's more likely to get a clean sheet. I think. Um, I could see Man City keeping a clean sheet in that football match. I cannot see Liverpool keeping a clean sheet. Even Benfica opened them up a few times last night. I don't. City are a better defensive side than Liverpool. And yes, attacking returns, you could argue Trent is more likely than Cancelo. But I don't think we're going to see a 3-4. I think we could see a 1-0. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Trent blank this week. Look, there's a big argument to say Trent should be in my eleven but it wouldn't be over Cancelo or Doherty or James. It would probably be over Veghorst. And again, if Veghorst is rubbish tonight, <laughs> maybe I go with the back four and just play Kane up top and bench Veghorst. Veghorst has Norwich though. And Norwich, I mean, how many chances did Brighton produce against Norwich? Was it 31 attempts? 31 shots. Yep, oh, yep. So surely that's good for Veghorst. I know it's at Carrow Road, but it's, 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 at the moment, it's a toss of a coin between Trent and Veghorst. If it was any other fixture other than Norwich, I'd say you were mad for playing Veghorst. You know, out of, over the last six game weeks, um, Veghorst is 30th out of forwards for XGI. <laughs> and <Wow>. like, <laughs> I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to name me 29 other forwards <laughs> in yeah. the league. Yeah. So for Veghorst to be that low when he's regularly playing, um, it's just a big concern. But it's Norwich and Norwich can see loads of chances and it's, it's a big game for Burnley and they need players to, to step up and that, that, you know, that classic, oh, it's a, FA Cup final, all that kind of stuff. I, I hate all that. But if Burnley don't beat Norwich, they're done. It doesn't matter. You know, they they could they could play Everton tonight and win. If they don't beat Norwich, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Yeah, ma- ma- massive game for them. I'm, I'm expecting them to win it. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. Um, what do you make? So, so the City Liverpool match. You're you're on the side of City. Then you think City are going to win that? Yeah, I like the home advantage in that game, and I think City are a better team than Liverpool. And I think um, wow. I think there's vulnerabilities to Liverpool defensively. And I've thought this for a while, which is probably why I didn't go Robbo. Which is crazy because you're not you're not buying Robbo for the clean sheets, but. Every time I watch Liverpool, I still I always think they can concede. Yeah, I watch City and I don't know what their XGC is, the comparison, but I almost guarantee, well, I can guarantee City's is better than Liverpool's. I don't know if it's marginal, but City are a better defence. Like City hog the ball so much, they concede so few shots. And I often think that clean sheet is nailed. Yet when I watch Liverpool, even again last night against Benfica, not a great attack. Benfica could have got a couple. There's just a slip up there. Um, and I think for that reason, Man City score and look, Liverpool probably score, but I, I, I back City over Liverpool. So you've got Salah in your side. Yeah. Um, he's been, there's quite a lot of talk about him on, on Twitter and on, on Scout at the moment. You know, there's kind of thoughts about, do we need him for the end of the season with the amount of tournaments Liverpool was still in? He hasn't been getting massive returns other than that kind of double game week where, you know, he hit crazy amounts. But in terms of open play goals, he has, I think he scored like, is it one or something since he's got back from AFCON? Something like that. Yeah. What do you think about, I mean, if you're thinking about wildcarding in 34 or, or let's say you're, you know, you're going to free hit kind of around that time. Is, is there any sense you think in moving Salah? I mean, I'm seeing some people considering Salah to Son, for example, for those who don't have the three Spurs already. If I was on a wildcard in 34, he'd definitely be part of my team. But what I would say is towards the last game week of the season or the last couple I wouldn't mind bringing him out for very isolated periods, probably more so around free hits. Like I'm looking at free hits and thinking if I'm squeezing in extra premiums, maybe he becomes my sacrificial lamb oh. and I cover him with Mane or I cover him with Jota or I cover him with Diaz. And when you're on free hit, you'll be able to look at the fixtures before and go, oh, Salah played 90 in the Champions League. Diaz came off the bench and got 30, looked amazing. Diaz is going to start in the Premier League this weekend. Salah might too, but Diaz will, and I can take a punt on him. So you might be able to cover those Salah points by much cheaper, you know, if we're talking Jota and Diaz money, five, six million saved by going there. And I'm thinking with both my free hits, there is a good chance Salah isn't there. But I mm. guarantee a Liverpool attacker will be not just to try and cover those points, but as an attacking move. Because you look last night, again, Diaz got man of the match. He got 90 minutes. Salah came off at 60. Salah came off at 60 again in the week, um, at the weekend. Like, Mane looked better than him again last night. Jota at the weekend looked better than Salah. There's huge competition for places there. And he is definitely having a bit of a dip, but he's still Mo Salah. Yeah. I mean, the big question for me is, we, we talked about those Spurs fixtures, which are incredible to the end of the season. I mean, the, the beauty of having Salah in your team has, has been that kind of reliable, consistent, don't have to think about it. He's just my captain every week. But yeah. if Liverpool, you know, they're they're probably going to qualify in the, in the Champions League. You know, they've, they've already won the first match and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's another winnable tie for them. Um, FA Cup is, is, is 50-50 playing City. So you don't know who's going to qualify like through that. And then you look at the fixtures. I mean, Man City, United. Okay, then they've got Everton and Newcastle, but that's sandwiched around the tie with um, Bayern is, is probably going to be right. Um, we're, we're expecting that. So then it's, and then it's a double Tottenham and Villa. And then it's Southampton, which could move depending on FA Cup and, and Wolves. I'm looking at those, that run and thinking, okay, Everton at home is that's Salah. That's in 34. That's, that's Salah captain, right? I mean, Spurs have got Brentford away. It's still a good fixture, but there's no way I'm, I'm not captaining Liverpool player in that. But other than that, 
I think I think you can captain Kane or Son in almost every other game this season. And if you're not captaining Salah, can you use the money to, you know, improve the rest of your squad? Yeah. And the other thing is, if Salah isn't going to be massively, massively captain, for those of you that do care about effective ownership, it's not a scary proposition going without Salah because everyone's going to have the armband, I think, because you're right, as If Spurs are scoring four goals every every game, five goals every game, <laughs> you're going to go Kane and Son as, ca- as your default captains, especially when the fixtures are better as well. And you well. know what you're getting. You know you're going to get 90 minutes from, yeah. from them every, every No match. midweek games, no niggles, no fear of being injured or rotated or getting 60, as you say. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. Like I'd consider it. I still think on wildcard, I'd probably go with Salah. But as I say, for those isolated one week punts or the last couple of games of the season or when you're dead ending your team or if you're on a free hit, I think Diaz, Jotamane, look at all of them. Diaz for me is might become the standout, although I think he will play a lot of the Champions League minutes. Jota maybe more in the Prem. Um, guys in the chat, by the way, for saying about the Liverpool not scoring... I'll have to watch it back. If I said I don't think Liverpool will score, I take that back. Like I could, of course, see Liverpool scoring against Man City. What I did say, and I remember saying this, was I would I wouldn't be surprised to see City keep a clean sheet, and I think City are more likely to keep a clean sheet than Liverpool. For that reason, I prefer Cancelo over Trent. Is it is such an interesting match because they've had what one what, what they've had like one nil nil in the last like six matches, and normally with a big game like this you think it's going to be cagey and it's going to be tight. I, I just, I can't see it being cagey and tight. I think it's going to be, you know, I, I think it, Liverpool... Was it two all early in the season? It was when yeah, Foden that's right. scored. Two all. Yeah, that's it was it. the game I brought yeah. Foden in for. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool know how to get at City, right? Like, and they've got the players to do it. Spurs got at City by just counter-attacking football. And Liverpool are going to do that. They know, they know how to exploit those kind of gaps well. And City are going to have to... I, I don't know how City what the game plan is going to be with it. Are they going to try and push up and, and, you know, and press, but they could then that risks them being caught out or do they drop deep? But then if you allow Liverpool too much space and time, they're going to create chances. So yeah. I don't know. I think it, I, it's, it's going to be such a good game. It really is. And, and I, I very much think it's going to decide the title. I think if, if either team, if it's a draw, okay, it goes right to the wire, but I think the team that wins it wins, wins the league. And I know Klopp's kind of playing that down. Um, but I don't know. Well, I, it, think, I think it's, it's it. I, you, you're right, Alex, but like, I don't know if it's completely that cut and dry, but it definitely plays a massive, huge part because mm. these teams just don't drop points. Like, they don't drop points outside of this fixture. Like, we think that they wouldn't be surprised if both teams went and won every game. Like, they did that. Was it two years ago with the title race when Liverpool pipped them? And it was just like every week we were seeing win, 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 win. The same no, 11 every C- week. City won it. City oh, is it won City win? Li- Liverpool drew, I think, nil-nil with Everton. Oh, Liverpool won the Champions League, didn't they? The, yeah, and that's City it. Won the, yeah. Liverpool won. Liverpool drew, dropped points against Everton. And it was basically... City, it was like if City win every game between now and the end of the season, they win the league. And it was like, oh yeah, it's like eight games left. I'm not going to do that. And both teams won every match right until, until the end. It was absolutely unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it crazy. was my, must have been yeah, the 19, 1920 season, I'm guessing. Mm. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. But yeah, and Liverpool won the champs that year, City won the league. And both teams were just machines. Well, I think we're seeing that same level again. They are both just insane. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Skip Bayless asks about Palace uh, and Everton assets. Mm. I mean, we've spoken a couple of times about Mateta and Edouard and, and these kind of guys and been a bit worried about, you know, their kind of minutes. But Mateta's starting to creep into my thinking a little bit. I've been banging that drum for a while, Mateta. I I think he's the best budget forward in the game and I just like that Palace attack. And game week 37... 
I do. <gasps> I do. If I was on a wild card, oh. I'd be Mateta all day long. Yeah, and I love Breyer. Um, mm. I actually considered that for a transfer. If I was free hitting in 33, that would be a transfer I'd make now. Um, so, yeah, I think game week 37, they've both got nice fixtures, right? Palace and Everton. So I think we identify them. And especially if I'm looking at 36, 38 free hits, then I will almost certainly have a Palace and an Everton probably attacker because I like DCL for that double game week in 37. They're both home games. One of them is Everton-Brentford and that's a game randomly I'm on a stag do in Liverpool that weekend. So mm. I'm going to Everton-Brentford I hope. I need to get tickets still. But um, again, like if I'm at the game I want to be invested in it. Um, so I like Everton attack. I wouldn't go near Everton defence. I know a few have gone Pickford on some drafts. Hang on. Sorry, sorry. You like Everton attack? Did is, is, is those words just come out of your lips? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I do for a punt at the end of the season <laughs> in that double of 37. I like the home games. Um, but outside of DCL, I must admit, when I say I like attack, I like the, the idea of DCL. Palace, there's all sorts of players you can go for. When Elise is fit, as someone that recently sold Elise and had him and got some good assists from him, he's he's lightning. He's so good. Um, Zaha will get points and is on pens. Mateta's starting pretty much every game. That front three is dangerous. I'd look at all mm. those three players over Gallagher, who I love, but I think it's harder to predict his points, Gallagher. Sure, the set-piece threat is there with him, but no, I'd look at Zaha, Elise and Mateta first. Yeah, I think Mateta's coming in for me um, either this week or next. He's because I've, I've got the bench boost to, to think about. Ah, okay. He's a perfect kind of bench boost striker. His emergence has kind of come at the, the perfect yeah. time because it is him or um, Cucci Bro- Hernandez of Watford. Mm. Bro has a double though in 33. He does. I mean, he's probably, fair, ask, you don't even know home. if he's going to, you don't even know no. if he's going to play both those games though. Ralph Hasenhuntel likes to rotate and especially if he's not playing against Chelsea, if, I don't know, Adam Armstrong comes in and has a really good game, Breuer could lose his spot quite easily. Yeah, still not, still not convinced on him. I think I'd rather have Mateta. You know, Newcastle away, in that 33, getting the double, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's all kind of a bit open. I, I guess Breuer, if you're looking purely at 33, probably still is the best option. In Arsenal at home, you know how ropey they looked against against Palace, and then Burnley. Yeah. It's, it's good fixtures. Um, Southampton have got a good run actually, and then, then they've got Brighton, then they've got Palace, then they've got Brentford and Leicester on the final day. So investing in Southampton, you know, ahead of that double probably isn't isn't too bad. Um, it's just the no doubles after thirty three, and we also mm. blinkered by them, as you say. Like maybe just look at the fixtures and go, they're good solid fixtures. It doesn't matter too much about about the fact they don't double in thirty six or thirty seven. Like same with Brentford. Agreed. Um, I think that's it, Jelly. Covered. So what's your move? Sorry. So what's your move this way? You're just going to hold the transfer? I think I'm going to hold the transfer. It's such a tough one because I want to plan what I'm doing in 33. But I'm if I'm going to give it some more thought. If I think I'm going to free hit in 33, then I will... I, I will if I think that's 75% likely or above, I will make a transfer this week so I can use it. And I'm thinking that transfer could be... Could be a goalkeeper transfer. I might go for for Schmeichel or Pope. Um, I don't love Arsenal defence now with Tierney out as well and seeing no. what Palace did to them. I don't think Ramsdale is 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 like the best option anymore. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to Pope or Schmeichel. Um, but again, I look at it and think it's it's so dependent on 33. If I don't free hit in 33, my, my transfers next week, I could then go... Ramsdale down to Schmeichel and Havertz up to Sancho leaves me with 0.1 in the bank. So I've got enough to make that move. So I could bring in two double game week players in a Leicester asset that I know will play both games, 
probably the only one we can say will definitely play both those games is Schmeichel. And then Havertz to, whilst I'd be losing Havertz with a heavy heart, I'd still bring him back for when I free hit in both those free hits if Chelsea double. Havertz goes to Sancho. I probably captain Sancho, which is rogue, but they have a double and I might back him against Norwich. And then Sancho in 34 can go straight to Foden, which is definitely a move I want. I want a Man City mm. midfielder in for 34. They've Watford. Watford at home, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think last night was proof that like Foden's going to be playing pretty much every game. He started the last eight Premier League games, Foden. This rotation risk nonsense over Foden is kind of, look, every player will miss one or two games under Pep. He's pretty nailed. Um certainly in the Premier League, I think. So I think Havertz, Sancho, Foden might be that spot. Yep. Nice. Well, sounds like you've planned well, Janny. I've planned a lot, but I still, I'm not convinced on, on any plan. As no. like, I like that Sancho, Foden plan, but if I free hit that week, then that goes out the window because I don't know, a free hit team might not even have Sancho in him. Like Bruno Ronaldo. I just need to see United play against Everton this weekend and go... That's the United team I want to invest in on a free hit and reason to free hit because they've gone and scored four or five goals or they look rubbish in attack still. I can't bank on them even scoring against Norwich. I'm certainly not wasting a free hit to invest in United <laughs> when one of their games is against Liverpool. It could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nice. Well, we've done 40 minutes. One of our one of our longer ones on this. But yeah, loads, loads to talk about. Um, if you enjoyed this, like the stream, uh, subscribe to the channel um, as well. We will be back uh, again next week ahead of the double game week so that'd be interesting the, kind of the less exciting I think the least exciting we've got three double game weeks left probably maybe four I think with I think Villa might have one in 35 but I think this is this this one is pretty 30, 36 and 37 are going to be more exciting I think but yeah. we'll try and do what we can to, I mean if you're going to be bringing in Jaden Sancho then you know that's about as exciting as it's going to get hey I might be on a free hit if I'm on a free hit it will make it exciting but the fear with free hit 33 as I think someone recently said in the chat and this is why I'm so hesitant your normal team could very easily outscore yeah. that free hit team and it's very rare you do that in a big double game week where you free hit you think you're going to be up I can't guarantee I'm even going to be up yeah agreed Nice one. Right. We'll be back next week. Thanks everyone for watching uh, and listening uh, and we will see you soon. See you guys.